Well, hey everyone, and welcome to the Marriage Undressed Podcast, where we are taking the blanket off of marriage to give you an under-the-covers look at what a Christian marriage, uh, one that is based on Jesus and the Bible and the scriptures and his heart, could look like. It's what we're striving for. It's what we hope you are striving for. My name is Jeremy Redman, and I am here with my wife, the lovely co-host, the charming <laughs> Lucy Redman. Ooh, that was thick. Right? Mm -hmm. I was hoping that there was, uh, yeah, benefits within the introduction. Yeah, that was that good. That could be I was, helpful. I, when I was listening to you give the pulling the blankets off, mm -hmm. I, I feel like maybe you need to have a blanket on, and then you're like, Welcome to the podcast. Oh, like I, it has like, like yeah. a bit. Like yeah. we have a bit where we throw it off. Uh-huh. Well, I think or that's... Or maybe we should um, record one of our podcasts in bed. Like with the... Yeah. Like on location? Like in the, yeah. Well, that would be exciting. That would be kind of cool, yeah. right? We can get to that. Future, future episode. Okay. Yeah. That's a clever idea. Well, our goal within this podcast is to really take a look at mm. what an imperfect marriage... One where there's family, there's love, there's laughter, but there's also there's stress and there's frustration yeah. and there's things that we haven't gotten right. We have been married for over 16 years, which for some people seems like an eternity. For others, they're like, you're just getting started. started. Yeah. But I think we've, we're at a point age-wise and stage-wise where we really want to start um, imparting even the little bit that we know for other people. And especially the fact that we're in church ministry. Yep. So we uh, serve an amazing church with River Tree Jackson. And so again, it's this opportunity for us to use our good and our bad, yeah. the lessons learned and the failures we've experienced to help grow the kingdom, to grow healthy relationships, and to see marriages be um, the way God really wants them yeah. to be. I have nothing to add to that. That was amazing. Well, thank you. Well, today, uh, let's just start with, uh, give us an update. Tell how are you and like, what is life like right now for Lucy Redmond? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time we were on, if we had started school yet. Um, I think we had maybe, I don't know, but we're back into the rhythm of school. I think right? maybe even it was first day first of school. First day of school. Yeah. yeah. Kids are um, in their rhythms. Yeah. Their activities are starting to start back up. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, in true transparency, I feel like Lucy is kind of to the side, and um, mom, oh, <laughs> mom is up front doing all the things, mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. We got to get back into that space and rhythm, and we'll get schedules all figured out, and yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the thing. It's probably going to end up being a really good setup for what we're going to talk about today is that there is such a disjointedness mm. to summer. And that's yeah. kind of the beauty of it is that you really don't have everything planned. The calendar isn't full of all the activities and the meetings and the rehearsals and the, the ball games that you typically would have during the school year yeah. that you'd have to balance and navigate. There's a lot more freedom but when school runs back around, and especially if you're in like a young family, school age, school age activities, there has to be some organization. Yeah. And you can't have organization in your family if you do not have what we are going to talk about today. Oh, boy. Now, I didn't prep you too much because I wanted this to be a real raw and open, transparent conversation because this is one that you and I 
still don't have right. <sighs> but we have made improvements. We have made improvements. If I, if I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. And so one of the most universal barriers, I think that is taking marriages away from what they could be, is, is this word, and it begins with the letter C. No, it is not cookies, because that only helps relationships <laughs> and marriages. Cake. cake would also only help unless you had a gluten Maybe it's allergy. cookie and cake together. It could be. Or what about communication? communication? That's right. Yeah. Communication. If I were going to venture a guess on the future of our podcast, I would say communication will probably come up 90% oh, you think? Of, the, of the episodes, the conversations, just because yeah. you can't do life with other humans if you aren't communicating. So when you hear that word communicating, like what's going through your mind? Honestly, like you say communication and communicating, and I think, oh my gosh, the this world is in trouble <laughs> because um, we're, we communicate, we come from a different generation. Mm-hmm. Um, our children, aren't that great communicators because I think um, they've not really been taught how mm-hmm. to communicate. They're on their devices and they're, um, you know, I don't even, playing video games and all of these things and they don't really mm. have to have like human interaction um, right. a lot. And so I'm not sure they know how to communicate very well, which makes me a little, a little nervous about that. You know, that's so interesting because the amount of information and quick access and the ability to engage with other people, whether it be through phones, whether that be through video game systems, whether yeah. that be through text message or social media, there are so many outlets for communication today, but it does seem that we're getting worse at it, mm-hmm. even though the, the platforms to do so have grown exponentially. I think it's the actual human interaction. Like the person-to-person yeah. communication, yeah, versus not just information. Texting, yeah. email, you know. Um, I mean, honestly, it, I'm not going to lie. I am guilty of it myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we live in a two-story house. Right. And a lot of times, instead of just going upstairs to get the kids, I will text one of them and say, Dinner's ready, time to go, grab your brother and your sister, whatever. Um, And then they come downstairs. And that's, every time I do it, I think, what on earth are you doing? But I keep doing it. I remember the very first time, because we we, we never had a a two-story house until the last few years. And I remember the very first time I I said, can you go grab the kids, dinner's ready, whatever it was. And I remember you just, you, you stayed seated and you got your phone out. And I remember thinking, did she not hear me? <laughs> I thought I communicated that crystally clear, that like dinner's ready. I didn't want to eat it. It was supposed right. to be hot. And I'm like, I'm so puzzled. And you're like, no, I was calling your kids. Yeah. And I, just again, because communication is, is so interesting. It isn't so much the maybe the vehicle as it is just, you know, can you get it there? Can you focus? Um, but I think that really is one of the greatest challenges Um, that we are facing today is that within that vastness of information is are we actually able to communicate? I love the the purpose of communication or the definition. So I looked this up today. According Uh, to who? According to the the internet machine. Webster? It may have been Webster, yeah. Webster Dictionary. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. 
It says that communication is the sending and receiving of information. Sending and receiving. Sending and receiving of information. So I communicate, example, I communicate to you, hey, dinner at 5.30, don't be late, blah, blah, blah. You walk in at 6 o'clock, 30 minutes late. You're like, I didn't know anything about dinner. I sent you a message. But if you don't receive it, then the communication is Absolutely, yeah. And, and there could be a lot of things that could have done that. Yeah. Busy schedules, and we'll talk some about that. Uh, my phone was off, or man, I, was, I, I, I saw that you messaged, but I didn't get a chance to click on it. Mm-hmm. And then five other people message or something else came and like on ramped me when I was heading that way. So I think there is that, that is that barrier where there, you can be sending the, the information to communicate on your end. But if you don't have the reception Mm -hmm. on the other side, then it it falls on deaf ears and it doesn't serve the purpose of what communication is, which is receiving and sending information. And I would add in relationships that benefits the relationship. It's mm, good. So I think in there, I think that's one of the things that is so difficult for marriages. And I think that's why Jesus was, was he talked about communication. Jesus communicated with his followers all the time. But even I was so surprised that when Jesus was telling them about his death and his suffering and his resurrection, he told them several times. But even when the night came, that Thursday night, mm. And that Friday when he was crucified and then buried and then Saturday and Sunday morning, they had no clue. No clue. They knew nothing. Obviously, this was a group of guys because they did not listen. They didn't receive it. They didn't receive it. And the truth is, I bet the women were probably, I don't have anything in Bible, but I'm just thinking about the women I know, (laughs) the ones who were coming back on that Sunday morning to do the job right of embalming Jesus's body. I bet in their conversations, they were probably confused. Like, well, he said this all the time, but when's he like, when is it? Or how is it? Or et cetera. You got to think there was something there where those conversations they were having that Friday night and Saturday were different than the conversations that those guys were having. Oh, for sure. Because they had no clue. Yeah. They had no clue that Jesus, like, I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer for all mankind because I have to. When the Son of Man is lifted up, I will. And then, uh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. They were shocked. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't on Jesus' end. But it wasn't. Yeah. You have to think about, like, um, I mean, think about different times in the Bible where it's like, have I not told you? Have I not told you? Yeah. Like, right. you know, it, right. it's. The word communicating, but we as people, are we receiving what the word is saying to us? Yeah. Obviously not. If we have to read, have I not told you many right, times? Right. Or yeah. the same um, context in different um, chapters or, mm-hmm. or books of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think even too, I think that part of, of healthy communication within a marriage is, um, I mean, really, it's it's the honesty component. Mm. It's just... When Jesus says in, in the Sermon on the Mount, he talked about um, when you're taking an oath, like don't make oaths about this or that. He says, just let your yes be yes, your no's be no's. Anything else is from the evil one. Mm-hmm. It's like in communication with your spouse, in communication with your family or your friends, your coworkers, 
um, you know, us working with a church, our, our staff relations or yeah. our congregation. There are so many le- layers and levels of communication. And so it's just like, let's just be yes, be yes, nose be nose and go from there. That's a great place to start with communication is just to be upfront. Can I ask you a question? Hit it. Uh, what do you think is easier for you as Jeremy Redmond, mm-hmm. husband, dad, pastor, okay. communicating the information or receiving the information? Douche. Um, I'm a work in progress in both. If you're asking me which am I ticked up a little bit higher in, um, I would say I probably am better at, actually I'm probably better at receiving because I've learned the practice of putting it in my phone. Yeah. That is one of the things that I do now that I used to not do. I would have said I was good about saying it better than receiving because usually I'm, I'm scattered and my mind is in a billion places. We'll talk about that more in just a minute. But I, I definitely think that that practice of stop and just put it in. Like, we, you know, we have um, some tools and things we've been working with mm-hmm. in our own marriage and we've been kind of giving it away to other couples and people in our church. And that's one of the things we always talk about is that new information. Yeah. It's that, that idea, and we often do it through text message. I know. That, that's the craziest thing. Um, I'll be honest. I think you are a better communicator um, communicating and receiving information in the work environment mm. versus the home environment. Um, I agreed. That's probably true. But as a couple... We are definitely better communicators through text message than we are like verbal, which is so funny to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, new information. Send the text. Boom. And and I guess maybe that's like you said too, though, and and that that may be a strike against us with credibility. I guess it could be. Because you started out saying that it's it's the personal communication part. I know. Maybe we are part of the problem. Maybe we are. But, I, but it is so interesting because there is less ambiguity when we do operate that way. And part of me almost is too. It's like, that's why you keep records. Yeah. It's why you always say in, in an investigation that says, follow the money. Like if I said, hey, we're having dinner with so-and-so next Friday and I sent it to you via text, then I know that you could scroll back and mm-hmm. go, oh. Follow the paper trail. Follow the paper trail. But if I just told you in passing, hey, I think we have dinner on Friday. Mark it down. Well, I know you're not going to mark it down. <laughs> you don't do calendar the way I do. I so you could say, um, you didn't tell me that. And then all of a sudden, we're in a situation that you weren't expecting. And your greatest frustrations are always your unmet expectations. But then it's unfair to the communicator right. when you go that way. So I think for us, we just experienced that so much that it almost is like we wanted to create our own paper trail. Yeah, I would agree. So I, because yeah. I think we are good communicators with in, in human form. That doesn't sound Human right. form <laughs> as opposed to like as, extraterrestrial right, telep- but, telepathy. I think we're good. What am I thinking right now? <laughs> I think we're good communicators, um, like in person, but I do, I think that's a great way to put it. Like it's follow the paper trail. You know, what's the first thing you do as a detective in a, in a mystery, right? You phone records, bank accounts, all that stuff, you know, follow the paper trail. I think that's right for us. So if we know that, and I'm sure people who, who are watching, they've experienced this, you know, you told your spouse, you know 
you told your kids. You know you were talking to your mom or your siblings and you guys said your friends, you organized everything. You had already said it. You gave them plenty of leeway mm -hmm. and yet they still missed it. Why do you think it is that that happens? Like how can that happen when you know you shared it? You know you communicated, but they still didn't get it. Like what do you think some of those barriers are that kept them from the receiving? The sending happened, but they didn't receive it. Um, I think sometimes for our kids, so we talked about, um, oh, where was I? Oh, Sunday night, um, talking with some people about listening, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the difference between hearing and listening. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with our kids, sometimes they hear the things we say, but they don't really listen to what we say. Yeah. Um, and even if we repeat it in their minds, they're thinking, well, mom won't let me forget or dad mm -hmm. will make sure I have. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so therefore they are just, they don't ever have to like feel the, the repercussions yeah. of the missing, failure, the missing, the, the miscommunication. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes as adults, it's the same thing. We hear yeah. the person talking, but we're not really listening to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no one there to continually, hey, don't forget, hey, reminder, hey, this. Yep. And sometimes I think adults just blatantly don't do things. Yeah. I, and I don't think, I think sometimes it can be because we allow on the receiving end miscommunication. It can be because we don't care. And right. we're really indifferent. And that's really yeah. catty and, you know, crass maybe to say that, oh, it's like, I, oh, I heard you. I literally just didn't care enough yeah. to allow it. And it really feels that way, even if it wasn't intended. It feels that way to the sender. Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. That whenever you do, you're certain you'd said it. You wrote it. You texted it. You gave weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. And then... Time comes and then your the spouse or the friend coworker says, "Oh, I'm so I, I really didn't know. I'm like, how can this be? Do I right. not have value? Because I think whenever healthy communication is there, it actually does value to the other person. Mm. <laughs> Part of the being <coughs> so heard sorry. and seen. I right? feel like sometimes, yeah, being heard and seen, and also." Um, is the other person interested in what you're even talking right, about? Right, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's yeah. something that you are doing together and you're interested in and we're both right. excited about it, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. our communication is better. Yeah. Um, if I've planned something for both of us, but you really aren't that like mm -hmm. jazzed about it, right. you're, you're not all in. Sure. So, well, yeah. and I would even go a step further <clears throat> and really get into the emotional side because uh, not even interested in the topic or the event, mm -hmm. or the, the next thing we had to get to. But I would say in a subconscious level, there is a part of you're not interested in me. Mm. Like it isn't just that I'm, yeah. I'm hurt because of that, but what I'm feeling is because you didn't pay attention to the conversation, ergo, you weren't paying attention and valuing me. me. Which mm -hmm. is why miscommunication, even with the most chill people, even with people that just go with the flow, there is a sense of, oh, um, I had, and I felt so bad about it because I, I know this is true. Uh, I was supposed to have 
coffee one day with an amazing young woman, one of the, the daughters of our staff. And we were going to go meet for coffee, and she was getting ready to go back to school. And I had every intention. We had gotten it on the calendar, right? Like, I had said, we're going to do this day at this time. And she's like, got it. Sounds great. Well, I had put the, the wrong day at the right time. And she had put <coughs> the wrong day at the right. It was, it was, she was the opposite of, of me. And so I missed our coffee. And so I text her and I said, oh my gosh, I got sidetracked and busy. My phone didn't go off. Just tell me the calendar. Um, let's make it up tomorrow. And she sheepishly responded back, well, I had it as tomorrow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the day was wrong and we had to reschedule it. But it was just That's one of those funny. things where we, we, we tried. Yeah. We made an effort, an intentional effort to get together, to build relationship, to put it on the calendar. So it isn't even just that it's not from a lack of trying, but you can do things in trying to communicate in the sending and the receiving yeah. to where lines just get crossed. They do. Um, when you just said lines just get crossed, it made me think um, switchboards. Yeah. You know, back in the old day, the mm-hmm. switchboards and how the operator, oh, and about, you know, yeah. that, the, yeah. that, like oh, lines yes. get crossed. You get connected to... Yep. The wrong person. Operator. Yeah. Or um, miscommunicated in what you really wanted, right? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not who, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I just have that picture in my mind of that. Because when mm-hmm. lines get crossed, um, whether it's our own fault or not, we want to put the blame right. somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, whether we take it for ourselves or we put yeah. it on somebody else. But yeah. we want to put blame somewhere. So let's talk about, I think this will be really helpful um, because it's one thing to talk about good communication, poor communication, communication is essential. And we'll talk more about kind of maybe some specifics and, you know, pro tip, life hacks that have helped us. But what are some symptoms that maybe healthy communication is missing? Symptoms? Symptoms. Like how would we be able to assess in ourselves or if we were... Uh, coaching another couple or people like and they're like are we are we bad communicators is there a lack of mishandling or a a crossing of lines in our communication what would be some things we would look for in their relationship or in our relationship that would be like wow we are not communicating well um this might sound weird but i would say control Mm -hmm. like who's controlling like is it in in the household, who's controlling what happens, when it happens, <clears throat> where it happens, um, or do you both parents have, or do the spouse, you know, do you guys yeah. do that together? Are things being missed or not done because we don't know who's responsible? Right. Right. Or is one person doing all of it because they don't want to let go of that, and then therefore the spouse yeah. is like, Ugh. Okay. Well, yeah, communicating you know. that I'm not needed, and then yeah. there's frustration because you're never around and joining the process, right. but yet it was never communicated or agreed upon. Right. right? Expectations. <clears throat> so yeah, I think I think kind of some ambiguity and not knowing whose responsibility roles. Yeah. I think one of the things that would be a a, a really clear one for us, purely based on history, uh, especially in those first few years of our marriage, would be surprised spouses. Yes. And I don't mean like surprise parties yeah, or no. uh, we're going to dinner, babe. Let's go step in. No. But like 
hey, we have this plan or, hey, I'm going to be here and you find out a last minute or even worse. By somebody else. Oh, people, do not ever let your spouse or somebody close to you learn new information about you or what's happening from anybody else. Uh, I I just... Um, oh, that happened so often. So often, probably and, the first five years yes, of our marriage. Um, and it's not for lack of you not wanting to tell me nope. or wanting me to be involved. It, you are. Sometimes you are just like, hey, I'm moving, I'm going, I'm doing blah, 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 blah. Um, and I would find out information from someone else and I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I just felt so um, unvalued. Yeah. Like you didn't care enough to tell me or you didn't want me to know or, and that wasn't the case. It literally just wasn't something, you know. Men develop slower. Yeah. (laughs) Our prefrontal lobes and cortex, they just develop slower. And so I I, I blame my 20s for some of that. But at the same time, uh, I I just wasn't self-mature enough. I didn't know enough to intentionally be oversharing at the front end yeah, and to be able to keep you from that feeling. And I knew it frustrated you and I still did it. Not in not maliciously or intentionally, but I think one of the things of communication is the right people need to know at the right time yeah. in the right way. way. And so that's one of the things that I think yeah. is definitely part of this conversation of communication. Yeah, for sure. 